Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Sorry, one and all, but this is probably going to be a bit of a short episode and a little late as well. But I had a lot of big things going on this week. Well, as I've mentioned a few times... Well, a couple times, a long time ago on this these episodes here, I've been looking for a certain classics car to fix up. Now, let's face it, I mean, the Banana Boat, my 68 Charger, has done and treated me well and continue to do so. However, I've kind of run out of things or projects to do on the vehicle. To be honest, I have dumped everything from cold air and takes to... Um, well, cat-back exhausts, and a couple other upgrades in the car as well. I don't want to completely, well, 180 the vehicle, but let's face facts here. I mean, I've kind of run out of things to do on it. So, in the interest of keeping myself occupied and my brain from scattering off into, well, random stuff, I figured I need something to keep myself occupied, and such I began a long journey to find a classic car to restore, or brick sound, or just, you know, drive around. Well, it started off with me hunting down a 68, um, well, a 68 442, but uh, obviously that deal fell through. I then ended up with a uh, glancing round at a 68 Tornado, which also, again, fell through. Yes, I have a sort of attraction to 68s, and that will continue on to the car I ended up getting. Now, to get a short story out of the way, I suppose, my dad has had a 68 Firebird fire red convertible for quite some time now it is not a true 400 car as it was swapped out later on but um it's got a 400 block pontiac in it and uh, it was not a bad vehicle however in the past few years it's been slightly neglected let's just say not that my dad is not a good mechanic in fact he's taught me pretty much everything i know but he doesn't exactly have 100 percent of the time to dedicate to fixing up a vehicle and thus after a certain incident involving a fiery explosion underneath the car it kind of ended up sitting in a storage unit for a lengthy period of time about seven years he said the vehicle for about i don't know 25 almost 30 years going on now and it's got a bit of a sort of history. See, it used to belong to a friend of his way out in California before he eventually ended up buying off of him and driving it through Nevada and so on and all the way back here to Wisconsin. Now, for the while there, he hasn't... I mean, my dad always has affinity for cars, but he has a bit of a tendency, unfortunately, to end up... Not playing basketball, but neglect him a little bit. So after the car ended up blowing up, unfortunately, on the side of the road, it kind of ended up just sitting there. So, after a while, my dad decided that he couldn't quite take care of it anymore, and thus ended up signing it over to yours truly. I ended up paying him for him a little bit, but uh, mostly, he says, after the upgrades I'm going to put in it, that's probably going to be the cost of it. Obviously, with the condition that he'll be able to drive it whenever he wants, which I'm more than fine with. So, honestly, the car is in a bit of rough shape. Now, the overall car is not horrible it's not like it's some rust bucket in that the paint does need a bit of work and the body as well i mean there's one point to the car in the front bumper extension which may have incidentally caught fire in a different fiery occasion that needs to be replaced and some 
well, fender wells that need to be fixed in some time. Yeah, the car does need a lot of work, but the big thing is in the engine. After all, that's where the fiery explosion ended up happening. So, obviously, I need to uh, get working on that. So, I'm going to have Garage take a look at that and make a... Well, it's probably going to end up being a very long laundry list of things that need to get done with the vehicle. Which will probably result in my progress in long story... Well, this will be about the start of my long story. I'm getting the car fixed up into hopefully near mint condition. Now there are some things that have been done in the past, things like seats and in the interior isn't in bad shape. But there, like I said, there are things that do need to be fixed, some things that need to be worked on, and overall, hopefully in time, we can begin to catalog what happens in this little journey of mine. So I'm gonna probably start off with uh, whenever things get done on these car. I'll probably start off with a short story on what's all happening with the vehicle and how it's coming along, and hopefully I can keep you updated in as far as how it's going with that. But this also will inspire my well, the end of the month story that I usually have going on. In honor of my receiving my dad's 68 Firebird, I will be well cataloging the history of the Firebird and how it came about. Obviously, the Pontiac has had a long sort of condition making the sports cars and that, but the Firebird, while the Trans Am was a big part of the model, just the straight Firebirds and that kind of became neglected after the GTO. I mean, when we think of Pontiac's Firebird and GTOs are what we think of, but the GTO has always been the big one. So, we're going to catalog everything that happened up in, honestly, Pontiac's longest-running vehicle, the Pontiac Firebird, and how it unfortunately met its untimely demise in my opinion because to be honest let's face it the Pontiac Firebird was in my opinion at least one of the best cars Pontiac ever produced and honestly probably GM as well but obviously Pontiac ended up dying a sad fate and luckily Firebird unfortunately did not fall down that road entirely it ended up dying before that but anyways like I said I've got my dad 68 Firebird I'm going to be cataloging his journey on its repairs and probably the cost of my budget in my wallet throughout the coming months and hopefully my plan is to have her running by 4th of July so hopefully I get you kind of follow along the story with that anyways I thought I'd just make that the start of my little catalog here. We'll do more reviews later on. But uh, let's get on to a little bit of news, because there has been some news popping up. And one very big story that's been happening involving well, the government and uh, Ford, in case you ain't noticed, or in case you don't own a Bronco. But um, yeah, let's start off, though, with uh, Porsche. Porsche, the new 2023 model, the Porsche 911 Carrera GTS, is going to be announcing a Cabriolet American Edition. The first look is going to be like a Platinum Celebration Edition, and um, it's got the little American logo on the back. And I don't think it's going to be including any real horsepower upgrades, but it's going to be having some special paint, some unique trims, and a couple special wheels tacked onto it and that. And it doesn't look bad on it and that. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's bad. It's barely created, or the change came about due to Max Hoffman, the importer of Porsche, who was one of the big changes or the big contributors to Porsche becoming big in the Americas and that. But honestly, looking at the pictures, it's not a good bad trim package. And it's pretty much follows the standard red, white, and blue, obviously, with blue and white being the major accent pieces, with red being kind of the accent pieces in the trim. But overall, I kind of like it. It's kind of a good-looking Porsche. Anyways, another news. Um, obviously, I've had my complaints about electric vehicles in the past, but... With that aside, 2023, the Lightyear Zero Solar Car. Um, 
there's been a lot of problems with solar cars, obviously, because, well, on a cloudy day, you can imagine problems already arising with that. But solar panels on a car, while it may seem emissionally like an ingenious idea, the fact is that solar panels don't quite generate nearly enough energy to power a car for any lengthy period of time. So honestly, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work, but the prototype was announced and... It seems like a finished product, but to be honest, like I said, I have to see it a lot more. To, I, don't know, I have to see it a lot more closer up and actually see it in action to actually know this thing will actually work. Um, supposedly, it's capable of adding another 43 miles of driving to the vehicle on sun power alone, but obviously, this implies that this thing is probably going to have to be plugged in for the majority of its power. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. According to the automaker, it supposedly lays always only. Uh, 3,400 pounds or close to 3,500 pounds. Um, but um, we'll like I said, we'll have to see how much thing is. Range overall is going to be about 38 miles of range, which again, like I said, 45 of it or so is going to be from electric. So, like I said, it's probably going to be a majority of it being from electric power from the plug-in side. Now, overall looks of the vehicle, I'm not going to say it looks horrible. I mean, it's got some weird fishtail design off the end of it, which I'm not a huge fan of. The interior seems sort of Spartanish with some kind of weird, like almost like netty fabric over the top of it. I don't know, especially the back end looks weird as all hell. It's like, it looks like it should end where the wheels do, but then it decides it's going to add another, I don't know, five feet off the back of the car. It, it is an interesting design. I guess it's probably for aerodynamics, but it is a choice, let's just say. It is... It is it's ugly. The back end's ugly. Uh, the front of the car, like I said, if you cut off the back end, honestly, the car don't look bad. Then you get to the rear end and you realize it just keeps going and going and going and never stops. So, honestly, I don't know. I, it, I guess I have to see it up close to know what the heck it's going to look like. But, um, yeah, it's an interesting choice and we'll see how solar powers go down the road. In other news, Volkswagen, a new generation of Volkswagen has come out. The Ford base, or uh, Volkswagen's new next generation Ford base pickup truck it's called the Amarok. Amarok is basically, while well, ripping off the, is going to be based on the upcoming Ford Ranger as its new mid-sized pickup truck. It's kind of a weird mixture. I'm not sure the Amarok is kind of a weird name design too. I don't know. I it, I don't picture Volkswagen in the pickup truck game. They haven't been in it. They really have been in it before, but I don't know. It's supposed to be set to build in South Africa on that. And there's not really a whole lot of pictures in that, but I imagine this thing looking pretty much very close to what the... Well, the Maverick does, or not the Maverick, the, uh, I don't know, the Ranger. I'm not sure why. The Ranger's always been kind of a weird category of, well, never really popular enough to care. Um, I'm not sure why Volkswagen would feel the need to get involved. But, um, well, not much else news other than that. In other news, um, there has been some claims complaints to Buick. As they've shifted to all electric, they decided to change their design logo, which hasn't happened since the 1990s. And while it, that change had happened, They've always kind of followed a similar circular design with the shields in the middle and that. It's always just kind of been that way. But there have been some complaints popping up about the new Buick logo looking nothing like a Buick logo. And honestly, when I first pictured this logo, I actually didn't hate it that much. Honestly, I thought it was a decent redesign. But as I'm beginning to see it on the hood of some vehicles, or at least some preliminary sketches and that, I will admit that it is kind of unusual for a Buick, especially as they probably announce this their new Electra, I think is going to be the one coming out for it. I have to see it actually on a car and full size to actually know what it looks like. I've only seen some slight renderings, but to be honest, I'm still on the fence about it. 
I don't think it's the smartest choice, but hey, I mean, if you're going to redesign, I guess go all in, why not? In other electric news, Polestar 3, the SUV, is set to announce its new um, Polestar 3. Uh, sorry about that. Um, it's supposed to set to have 370 miles of range, estimated in that, and it's supposed to be pretty dang sporty in that. I actually don't mind the looks of this SUV. It actually doesn't look half bad. Honestly, it's got a pretty sporty front end in that. It's got some kind of weird scoopy bit on the front of the grill, which... Almost looks like a, another wing on it, maybe. I'm not sure. I have to see pictures of it up close a little bit more. But it's got like this weird, I don't know, like wingy thing on the front, which honestly I don't hate actually as much as I thought it would. Um, the front end takes up an upgrade. It's called Thor's Hammer Headlights motif, which honestly, again, doesn't look bad. Honestly, out of all the brands out there that have come up with electric vehicles so far, Polestar has been the one I've found very few gripes about. I will admit, while well, I don't think Volkswagen would be the one to be the cool-ass looking electric cars, they have been doing a pretty damn fine job. The Polestar 1 was a masterpiece, in my opinion. The Polestar 2 wasn't nearly as good. But this 3 version that's coming out as an SUV actually don't look half bad. I can't wait to see what a few more pictures will do out of it and that. But personally, just getting the first looks in that and just what I'm looking at as far as the car goes, it ain't half bad. And finally, for the big news, the news you've probably been waiting for if you own happen to own a Ford Bronco. Now, Bronco had launched some pretty big powertrains along with the Bronco. Certain powertrains that even put the uh, old uh, Pentastar for Jeep pretty much to shame. But to be honest, though, it kind of came with problems. The larger 2.7 liter is the upgrade choice for the Ford Bronco, but it has come with a large set of problems so much so that the NHTSA is getting involved basically the government which is about the last thing anybody at the ford motor company probably wants to happen now this is the upgraded turbocharged 2.7 liter v6 engine which is going into the new ford bronco there's also trouble ahead for its bronco ecoboost v6 or its limited edition batch parts i'm not sure what's going on with that but um honestly there's been some pretty big complaints about it in that it appears that some owners have been experiencing a large batch of engine failures some which happened with a little bit more than i don't know three miles on the odometer which i'm not quite sure how in sam so that happens the average of those who have had this reported problem is about well about only about 2500 miles and is happening as early as july of 2021 and that's pretty low mileage and that only 2500 miles that's i'm pretty sure you're barely past the breaking period at that point in that now, it basically applies to cars manufactured from May 13th to October 8th of 2021. It's basically a single batch of engines that have come out that have been, well, problematic for uh, Ford's uh, new V6. The week... Uh, the problems that uh, seem to happen appear to be because of weak valves, which are the alleged problem. Basically, this is causing the engine to, well... Pretty much grenade itself right off the bat. Now these valves are obviously what appears to be the major problem, but with so many of these problems happening out, and Ford keeping a bit more of them under wraps, this has caused the NHTSA to get involved with over 30 failures having been reported. For now, it's just an investigation. There's no official recall, but I figure if with my last week's story a week ago or so about the, uh, the I believe it was the um, souls, the KSLs blown up left and right. If they can get away with that, well, as much as this is an atro atrocity and how they're 
well, blowing up engines left and right. This seems just more like a, a recall problem than something that the government needs to get involved with. If anything, get involved with the Kia Soul problem. It's probably not a good idea to have cars getting trapped inside and people blowing up in a ball of flames. At least five people have died from that so far. And, well, I'm not, I haven't really kept up with the story, but I'm hopefully no more. So, honestly, I think it's a little silly they're getting involved. I just hope that Ford does the right thing and actually, you know, replaces these engines. It doesn't just do fixes because we can see how well that's going with the Kia. Well, anyways, good luck, Ford. I hope you all get your act together because, honestly, I do like the Ford Broncos. They are a pretty damn cool truck. And hopefully one day down the road when the car market isn't, well, in a giant ball of flame, I hope to own one. Anyways, like I said, I apologize for this episode being just a little shorter, but I was, well, picking up my dad's car and getting it sorted out, calling garages and that, and I was pretty dang busy this week, so much so that I kind of, well, I won't deny it, I completely forgot to record an episode. <laughs> so, anyways, I appreciate you all listening and being patient with me, hopefully, this past week or so. I hope to keep up this recording schedule a little bit more regular, especially since I have a story now to make sure I communicate with you all. Anyways, I hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night. And if you would, I would appreciate a subscribe or a like or comment or anything on these videos. Because it does appreciate it. And I do like to know somebody's listening to my insanity. Thank you and goodbye.